right, here we go. So, uh, want to take a little time out to run another little podcast. I mean, there's a lot going on, a lot been going on in the company, and a lot going on in the world in our industry. And thought it was a good opportunity to talk about a few things. Yeah. So, um, glad we've done it, and hopefully we can get back in. It's a little bit more of a routine because I think it's a great way. Hopefully, people enjoy it and I encourage people to hit subscribe and like or whatever you do, yeah. <laughs> whatever you youngsters do these days. But you know, first thing I want to talk about is the month we we just came off of. It's man, this is March third, right? Yeah. Good lord, man. I mean, spring's here. We just came out of February though. In February, the last two years have been tough. The, you know, in 2020 or 2021, we had. Uh, the big snow apocalypse here in central Arkansas yep. that really messed us up. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, we had the uh, ice storm that really hurt the company. You know, we can't get out and work. Um, that work just sits there undone and unpaid for by the customer. Right. right? But um, the positive note was is that we still grew just a tiny bit. Imagine if we had had, a, had those two or three days, especially yeah. Northwest Branch, you know, yeah. that really hurt them probably impacted the most yeah it says a lot about our, our teamwork and everybody uh, getting out and pulling together to get things done and um, it's, that's really an awesome to recognize yeah. for sure um, so yeah February was tough but now March is here man it's 75 degrees or whatever outside it's a beautiful day right now yeah um, you know talking about that uh, is that a lot of those pests think it's springtime um, you know, yeah. you're overwintering you're gonna have you know, we don't know what the next month looks like, especially yeah. in Arkansas. It's, it could be, I mean, it's been 30s in the morning mm-hmm. in the last few days, and uh, but like like last week was a little cold and rainy and nasty. Or actually, yeah. it was kind of warm, but uh, but rainy and still yeah. uh, not great weather, but it's been beautiful, but then getting into like the 30s, so. But it is supposed to cool off this weekend again, mm-hmm. but what we need to be doing is taking advantage of these times. So by the time everybody watches this, it may start cooling off again. Yeah. But later part of next week or two weeks from now, you'll get another spell of warm weather. Is take advantage of those emerging overwintering pests and realize this is what it's going to look like in May, June, July if you don't do something now. Yeah. So uh, like at my house the other night, I went home. I was out in the yard working. It was 545, 6. It's starting to get dark. But I looked up and I had a swarm of uh, paper wash coming out of my eve and mm-hmm. they think it's springtime well uh, you know that's where I need to take advantage treat that now I've solved that problem so when it is springtime I'm not getting a call back from the wife saying hey you need to come take care of these wasps yeah I think I had someone ask me the other day about when we're ramping up mosquito treatments mm-hmm. back and I said well yeah we've had some warm days but we need a you know a consistent yeah warm weather to, to really start the treatments back up. And as I was talking to them, the mosquitoes right. <laughs> flying right by my face. I was like, well, it's just depending on like what you're seeing. If you're in a, if it's warm weather and you're in an environment, you're not seeing any activity, then, mm-hmm. then you probably don't need to jump at it. But if you're, I would say if you're in an, in a, an environment where you're seeing mosquitoes live, then maybe you do, do yeah. a, a treatment that could um, knock down that population, like you said. Some of, the, you know, some of the adult mosquitoes can overwinter, and that's what you're seeing now. There hadn't been enough of a warm stretch to have a reproductive cycle right. yet. So you got very few, though. I mean, it's not like uh, you're going to go outside and get eat up by mosquitoes right, right now. That's but what I was saying. You will see them, you know. And that's what I was saying. I'm not saying 
that even if you see one or two that you need to yeah, jump right. on. It's just, if you're in a weird situation where like you are seeing a bunch, mm -hmm. um, maybe you just have to make that call. Especially in South Branch, yeah. and they probably have a warmer spell than we do for right. sure. But it really needs to be consistently in the 50s, uh, mid to high 50s, at night to have a right. good reproductive cycle and we hadn't got there yet like right. you're saying it's still pretty cold at night so we'll talk about that i mean we'll um we'll be paying attention to the weather and and let everybody know but um, yeah. their feedback would be appreciated too yeah but yeah so overwintering pests this is what interesting time of year we talk about a lot at training at different times that like you said it's 30 in the morning and um you know, it doesn't get above 55, 60 until maybe noon, and you're trying to track odors house ants yeah. or uh, uh, whatever call you've got. And uh, the afternoons, you gotta realize it's 75. That's when you need to be there working on that. Right. Well, I think uh, identifying them, you know, the pests that you're dealing with is important too, kind of to know mm -hmm. their habits and know, um, you know, are they okay? an occasional invader? Is it something that's infesting the house? Knowing those type types of things is going to be a big help yeah. so if you're newer and you're still trying to figure that out you know we got the pest id uh, the insect id channel on slack that could help you with that but yeah again if it's a millipede or a centipede or something like that that's that you're seeing on a warm day um, it may help to know exactly what you're dealing with and what their habits and behaviors are well i know this expert and in occasional invaders he's like he speaks all over arkansas <laughs> yeah so if you need any, uh, need any advice, call Marlo on occasional invaders. So how was that Thank experience? You. Yeah, you got to speak at the Southern Conference. and uh, um, I, I don't know. I came in waves of being confident and then not confident. and then <laughs> During the presentation or just the, before? All through it. Yeah. Uh, during the presentation, not confident at all. Really? So, um, I had... I tried to like incorporate a lot of videos and none of them work so that's a yeah that took you for a challenge. lesson learned there to make sure your your presentation flows the way you want it to mm -hmm. and so once it stopped working I kind of panicked yeah and I was just that's tough. I was just holding on like I was just pushing through like um, I did I was I had a goal to not read off the slides and I ended up reading off the slides mm -hmm. a lot more because it was this man if I didn't have slides it would have been, even right. though they didn't work they want, the way I wanted to, it would have been like, I don't know, it was almost like deer in the headlights. I was like, oh crap. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling. When yeah. There was a work. couple times where I just, I fumbled my words and that was, you know, a struggle um, mentally in the middle of it. And then there was a couple times, like two times I think where I just completely couldn't, I couldn't finish my thought. Just, right. I was so, the fact that I couldn't finish it and then I couldn't, I was so nervous I couldn't mm -hmm. pick where I was going so um you mentioned fumbled your words I've, I've actually a lot of times when I'm talking I'll go through like I get into like an autopilot and then I'll have subconsciously like what did I just say <laughs> you know did I, just, like what did, did I say the wrong word <laughs> yeah. there and I'm still talking though yeah. the whole time uh one thing that was kind of you know I had there was people I think they were just being nice, and that's my perception that that yeah that get, said hey good job that kind of thing. No, so you had several people say good job, and um, would you go up to a guy that stunk it up and say hey good job? I don't no, think most people would. Not. So I mean you ought to take that for for real. Yeah, I've definitely I probably had a very much higher expectation of how I should have done, and yeah. I didn't meet that. So. Um, 
The other thing was going like after having that experience and then going and watching other people talk mm -hmm. and and you know even some of the people that were that did pretty good they fumbled their words and right. it wasn't that it's big normal, of a deal. Yeah. It's just in your head you're uh, you know obviously you've got 60 or 70 people however many were yeah. in the room watching you 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 I don't know it's hard to not think yeah that uh, they're judging you and Probably there was a lot of them that weren't paying attention. So. Maybe that's a good. There are competition. Don't let them pay. You know, right. who cares if they pay attention? So, but uh, yeah. So if you got questions about occasional invaders, Marlowe's your guy. So, what else should I want to talk about? How about um, how many? Obviously, I know you and I have talked about family dollar situation. Mm -hmm. That is mind blowing. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how many of you have, have kept up or heard about it. Surely a lot of people have because it's been all over social media, uh, national news. I was watching Asa Hutchinson, our governor, do a, a, a state of a state of the state address, address yeah. a couple weeks ago. He addressed it during his presentation. Um, so it's it's out there. Oh yeah. And uh, dang, they had a bunch of rats. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it's scary. I, you know, I don't, we don't know who who it is, but I just even thinking about us being in that situation, like how bad of a job you have to be doing to have that bad of a problem. So, you know, we used to service that, and I, I think it was in, uh, six years ago we looked it up. I think that's what it was, was six years ago. And uh, when we first took it over, we had a, a little influx of mice, and we resolved it and serviced it for a long time where we didn't have that issue. So we know that they weren't having issues when we lost them six years right. ago. So all this has developed over a five or six year period. Um, like the reports from the health department and all the news is really showing like 2021 to now. So maybe right. maybe a, a couple year period that this thing is blown up like this. But I mean, what were the numbers in March through September? It was 2,400. Something like captures. Yeah, 23 or 2,400 reported captures right. of rats which are roof rats they keep referencing. Yeah. So say 23, 2400 rats in a six, seven month period that they documented. That's what documented. Right. <laughs> and then in January, they came in and fumigated, which is kills everything in the building. They walked around and picked up another 1100 rats. Yeah. That that's physically put their hands <laughs> on 3,500 rats or so. Yeah, over a year, a of year. roughly a year period. So that's. Well, mind blowing, like, and like, what was the eleven hundred rats look like yeah, in a yeah. pile? Like, if you piled them up on the floor or in the Ooh. back of your truck, how full would That'd it be? Be a full bed <laughs> of rats. Uh, That's a bunch of rats, man. Imagine being under that hot seat, though. But imagine letting yourself get in that hot right. seat. That's what happened. I mean, this didn't just pop up overnight. This was something that took a year or two to transpire you yeah you know it just popped in my head is even when we took over adm um i remember the previous service provider was there yeah and he went he when we were like looking at it to knowing we were going to start it or maybe even in the process of starting mm -hmm. it they were still coming yeah and he was there for 10 15 minutes to check one area and yeah. I mean, that whole place had rats he put he was using live traps yeah. in some areas yeah. meaning he just did not have a clue what to do right he had no support from management or mm -hmm. technical people to say hey we're coming to help you or um you know the guy had to be going hey guys hey <laughs> i need some help i don't know what i'm doing there's yeah. rats running everywhere yeah 
uh, we're going to lose this account. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think the moral of the story for us is, uh, yeah, how would you like to be in that hot seat? Don't let ourselves get like that. You don't have to put on that wide scale. Think about it being in your commercial kitchen that you service yeah. and, and not responding to a cockroach situation that you see starting to develop. Yeah. It, it, Mother Nature, it's not going away. They're going to end up kicking your butt and make you. Well, that's why we have things in place like the red board and mm-hmm. like communicating that. And I think sometimes it can be like scary, like oh, perceived as a bad thing. Like I, it kind of is yeah. sometimes when they when they're prolonged. Like mm-hmm. hey, it's on the red board for more than thirty days. It needs to get cleaned up. But I mean, initially, it's to help. It's to give you support, make us not forget, so that we know what's going on. Yeah. So, um, Bad. Speaking of being in, in the hot seat, we have had a an incident several years back um, where it wasn't our fault or anything, but it was a kitchen that had a mouse in a bread bag that came off of the bread check truck and mm-hmm. then got it to social media and the local news. And it was very, very uncomfortable to yeah. have the potential for our name to be thrown in into a situation where it wasn't really, it wasn't our fault, but mm-hmm. um, it very much looked like it. Yeah, that's that's a new world that I didn't grow up in. Is social media, right? And you yeah. get some person with maybe an ulterior motive taking that video and then trying to skew it in a way that they want it skewed because they're not happy with their position yeah, or, or job just for or whatever. any kind of gain, any yeah. kind of their fifteen minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's so prevalent now. Yeah, you can be a kid yodeling in a Walmart and become right. <laughs> to go on national tour. Right. I don't know if you've seen that kid. No, I have <laughs> not. No. Um, yeah, he. There's. I don't know. Just that. Yeah. Um, randomness that. Yeah. Well, it's uh, to your point. You know that uh, Family Dollar. There was. A, there's a bunch of videos out there of employees documenting these rats and yeah. feeding them. Feeding I them. think potato chips or something yeah. on camera. And so everybody knew that problem was out there yeah and it still didn't get resolved and i think that employee actually uh he was on the news he got fired for that mm-hmm. and i wonder what kind of paycheck he's gonna get now yeah right because uh he was now he's a he's a hero when probably originally yeah. he was not i was gonna say very probably get, hopefully he gets it soon because what you say money <laughs> 30, just say 34 million. million. Yeah, 34 million dollars is what their recall is going to end up costing them. Is what's being estimated. Right. The value of what they lost in their brand name and the customers it's, is yeah. at least that much again or more. Right? How do you even put a value on that? I mean, um, I didn't uh, go in Family Dollars often, but now if there's a Dollar General or Family Dollar, I know which one I'm going to run to. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and here's a side note, is we have a customer that has asked for us to step up our inspection, or a, a, a little store chain, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't know why they've done it, but they said it was due to this advertisement. Like, So I don't know if they were possibly getting supplies from Family Dollar, or if they just want to be proactive and not have a chance that they're having an issue that social media could pick up on. But yeah. people around the country are paying attention to it. Um, Man, there are international news outlets that have documented it. I mean, this thing's huge. Yeah. So, if you hadn't looked into it, it's interesting because it's in our line of work and it really reflects the importance of what we do, uh, protecting human health and and uh, protection of our food, but protecting people's brands and mm. and their image. And and uh, I mean, 
Our image. <laughs> Our image, right? Yeah. There's a lot, lot of parallels to that, and so uh, yeah, I'm glad we're not doing it. I did tell um, uh, Josh and. Um, I don't know if I said it to some of the other steering team people, but hey, if they call, don't answer the phone. I don't want anything to do with that right now. Yeah. That hot seat is red hot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't want any part of that challenge right now. Mm -mm. Um, I guess kind of leading into that, you know, um, trying to segue it into like reading labels and making sure you're. We, we've challenged that before and maybe we haven't done it recently the, enough, but. Man, this is the perfect time of year to, to revisit that because there's products you hadn't used in several months mm -hmm. that you can't go, man, I think it was one ounce per gallon, but I don't really remember, but yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, this is the time to grab your label back out and review it. Um, if you're re in a, a site, usage in a site, if you don't remember, if you hadn't used it in that site before, or can't really in your heart know that, hey, it's labeled for this, take two minutes and reread that label, yeah. and now you're set for the rest of summer. Yeah. But man, if you wing it, and you're not right, and There's, you misuse it, you're gonna make yeah, I mean, social that, media. I was, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> that that could be another tie into, you know, a, a, another negative effect of like using a product wrong and, and how is that impacted the environment you don't know yeah um so if you don't know how to use one or you or you haven't read the label i, I don't know how many times where i had a thing in my head about how i was supposed to use that product and i went and read the label and i was like whoa yeah I'm a little maybe not things. maybe not like doing it wrong but like hey it gave me a way better understanding of right. what i'm supposed to do and how i'm supposed to use it mm -hmm. where, where i'm limited and not limited um, and then, man, and I will say this, I'll, sorry to cut, no, cut you off, good. but that the times that I've gone and read the label, it's giving, it's, I feel so much more confident and like, um, just reading it myself going, ah, oh, like, okay, I get, I get why, mm -hmm. I get how this works. I get it so much better. And it stuck with me. It's it, like, I guess that's the biggest thing is I remember that stuff so much better when I took the time, not just asked or, mm -hmm. you know when while I was in training or working with somebody I saw them do it and that's how I'm going right. to do it that when I went back and read labels it it just stuck with me so much more okay. other thing is just it feels better like using the product wrong especially in sensitive areas like waterways right. you know like if we're looking at um, like seepage or runoff is what right. I was looking for mm -hmm. um, you know that's scary to me. If you if we're doing mosquito treatments around a lake, I want nothing. You know, right. I, I want to do everything I can to get not have it go in the water. Right. Um, drains. I'll right. I'll bring that up. That's something that is a hot issue for me right now. Is treating drains. I don't know. I that'd be I'd be the farthest thing away from that. Anything right. I could do to not get a product in a drain would be. Um, good well let, let's talk about that let's expand on that right so our company policy is not to put anything in the drain right yeah um, so labels the thing I was gonna say a minute ago is that on top of the label we also have our company philosophies and so sometimes labels say hey you can use this product for everything under the Sun anywhere you want to use it that doesn't mean that's our philosophy right. like um, like you can use demand to go into a commercial kitchen and spray baseboards and spray equipment. That's not our philosophy. So even though it's on the label, you still gotta know what our company policy is too. Yeah. 
And then the other thing I want to point out about the drain issue, a runoff to the lake, stuff like that, people don't realize our water sources, the way they work is we are receiving water from people that used water upstream. So I, for example, like we're here in central Arkansas, we use our water, we flush it down the drain, it goes to water treatment. After it's been through treatment, it gets re released back into the water system. Mm -hmm. The people downstream, say for example, like El Dorado or wherever Saline River runs, they reclaim that water, re-process uh, uh, it, it, treat it, use it, goes back down the drain, goes back in the water system, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you imagine all the everybody down the line is putting chemical in the floor drains, then by the time it gets to us, we got pesticide in our floor drains mm -hmm. or in our drinking water. Yeah, you know, so not a real clear analogy, but it, that's the way our water systems work. Um, the water doesn't fall from the sky and land in our water tap. It comes from usage in other places in the world. So, yeah. I'd heard a, a scientist one time said that uh, every droplet of water we ever have on the planet right now has been dinosaur piss at some point in history because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same water that's been on the planet yeah there, there was a certain volume of water that's always been here and it will always be here and if we keep polluting it there's less that we can use but the same amount of water is still here mm. so yeah so and then um, that's a good point don't be the one that pollutes the water yeah <laughs> yeah so um Putting chemical down a drain, even if it's on the label, is not appropriate. Right. Your 99.9% your of the time solution to any issue in a drain is to clean the drain. Right. And that solves your issue anyway. So that's that's our approach. Yeah, I, I would, I'm thinking there's two products that I would feel comfortable in the drain. And that's one's just a cleaning mm -hmm. enzyme. And the other one may be like MRF2000 or something yeah. like that. And that would be on a limited basis based yeah. on the drain itself is, is it dry and you've got American cockroaches in it yeah it's a it's dried up through the sewer to the sewer system and right. stuff so. so there there are some products that are labeled for it but it's not yeah, the appropriate like thing to do percent yeah. don't put stuff in the drain yeah. so but that, again that's probably where someone showed somebody or maybe just uh, misunderstood what somebody's doing and it just snowballs right you know? so um, now we got it all clear everybody knows yeah. <laughs> so what else is going on mm -hmm. you got any other? everything's good really we got training coming up we're gonna, yeah we're gonna talk about springtime pest uh, uh, try to do a bunch of photographs and reminders of hey this is what they look like and probably a little tidbit about their biology and, and treatment and try to cover a bunch of different Pass that way. We'll probably do some label reviews yeah. and training. We've got a uh, termite academy. Yeah. We're trying to do a, a one-stop shop mm -hmm. training for termites. So mostly new hires. So if you're already cleared for termites, probably won't be yeah. in that class. But we're going to do termite. Um, we're going to talk about termites in April, though. Okay. So we'll we'll do termite talk then. I got a speaker coming in in May that's going to talk about small flies, and that ought to be interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, may have to talk about wood uh, wood destroying beetles too, wood boring beetles. Mm. Just we don't do a lot of that, but you know if we're in a crawl space and we need to at least recognize what it is. Yeah. So I may have him talk about those too. But uh, so that that's coming up. So um, I'm gonna say one thing. I don't know. 
talk about rise but i don't know how definite that is but it's a new training lms system mm -hmm. that seems pretty unique it's something that you're going to be able to track all set everything up in one place and mm -hmm. track all their progress and so it'd be like the it's kind of like coaxing university but it's way better, better. way yeah. better than coaxing university so it's just that platform of putting together training modules and, and things um you know it would take the place of class marker as well so mm -hmm. like i said I, it's not a done deal it's still in i'm, I'm working on building a case so that we can spend the money on it because it's a little expensive but yeah. i think it'll be worth it if um, if we can get it going and make mm -hmm. it utilize it so yeah. um honestly, I don't, maybe the only other interesting that we've done is uh active sense at adm i don't know if you want to talk about that but yeah that's so many of you guys that have been around or people that have been around for a while we realize there's a remote monitoring technology emerging where they have sensors that can either be through motion or um, actual motion of the device itself or visual motion infrared I don't know if they use infrared or, or if it's a camera I don't remember there's several different systems out there but um, this particular location they have these giant seat houses where we're having to climb up there weekly to check snap traps and how many steps you think are in one of those too many not it's not just steps it's like yeah you know, so up. so you climb up a ladder that's probably what 15 or 20 feet 20 off the feet ground at least then you have another ladder that's got to be know, 150 steps maybe yeah. and uh you got you the angle wrong it's yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not they're not light yeah. like i don't know it's, and there's it's, 10 of those houses right so, so so anyway, um, work out. and then not just that, you have the rest of the, the service to do. So yeah. it's just, it's a lot. So physically, having, physically, yeah. So we, we're, we're going to test these remote monitors in the top of the seat houses so we don't have to climb up there every time. And uh, so that's kind of exciting that we found a use for that newer technology yeah. that's really valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, It's a little funny though, just thinking now thinking about it, how, how, physically taxing that is and I don't know we could look at it and go uh, just climbing stairs but how often do you climb that many stairs yeah. in a day it's a lot oh no yeah I was there with you and I got a little dizzy and lightheaded and like whoo man you know and so I did think about this when we were in the process of doing that the other day that the more physically fit you are at this job the easier it is mm, definitely and you you and the easier it is for you physically, the more you get done, the more money you make. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a whole correlation of being physically fit that maybe some other desk jobs where it's not as relevant, but here, I mean, if you get up and down and you can move and hustle and keep a pace, you make more money, yeah. you know? And uh, there, there's, I think, are few companies that have the support to stay physically fit as we do. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies don't address it, you know? and. Uh, you, if you want to get into working out, or don't know much about working out, or need a place to work out, or uh, you got motivation, you got people to help you with that here. For sure. Sometimes to the detriment, as I get tired <laughs> of saying no, I don't want to, man. And finally, you know, I'll be like, okay, let's go. Yeah. So, um, so I do appreciate that. 
you know, our 5K race, matter of fact, we had, I think, 15 people or something like that signed up yeah. for it. It got canceled because of the ice and stuff, but it's rescheduled. So that, yeah. May 7th, be ready. Got time to, yeah, everybody's got time to get, get in shape and yeah. get ready for it. Should so. get a lot more than 15 people. Oh, shout out to Dale. He was asking me the other day, hey, what, what's your time? What, what you going to try to do it in? I'm like, ah, maybe under 40 minutes, 36 minutes. And he's like, I'm going to do it under 30. He'll probably smoke 32. Yeah. So yeah. good for Dale. Yeah. All right. I think we're wrapping up. Okay. Sounds right. good. Yeah. All Talk right. to you guys next time. Right. Thanks.